When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. She said she killed them because they were monsters. Mary Carlson walked into the party with a loaded shotgun. In the blink of an eye, she blew two people away. She wanted to kill more, but was stopped by her best friend, Angela Warner, and the police. The next day, when Angela visits Mary at the jail, she asks why she did it. Mary responds, because they were no longer human. Angela thinks she's crazy, at first until she probes deeper into Mary's claims and discovers a horror so unimaginable that she thinks she's going crazy. She even gets to the point where she wonders if she should have let Mary keep on killing, while there is still time to stop the thing from spreading. The very old thing. The hungry thing. This week on the podcast, Christopher Pike's Monster. Hey everybody, welcome to Teen Creeps, the podcast where we discuss all things young adult pulp fiction. I'm one of your hosts, Lindsay Kitai. I'm another of one of your hosts. <laughs> Good work. I'm another of one of your hosts, mm-hmm. Kelly of Nugent. And that makes up all of the of hosts. Mm-hmm. That's us too. Yeah. Um, How are you doing today, Kelly? You said things were crazy earlier and then I put a stop to you talking about it so that we could talk about it here. Yeah. I was shushed in my own house. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a monster. Lindsay is a monster like the book. Right. I Things were crazy today. It was just like um, like managing a lot of like life stuff, like taxes and like that kind of shit. And then also just like huge deadlines for VO stuff. So it was like, I, I felt like I was just crazed the whole day. Also, I drank a lot of carrot juice. And people that know me know I go nutso when I drink a lot of carrot juice. Wait, is that for real? Mm-hmm. Like it's like you get jittery off carrot juice or something? I get, what I feel that? invincible. What? Like I feel like I could run a thousand miles. I need to start drinking carrot juice then because I never feel that way. It And, and I, I actually like asked people about it like on Twitter and Facebook and other people were like, yes, I feel, I was like, does anyone else feel insane like it's just like the so rush of beta carotene something like it's you're, you're too nutrition like you <laughs> you are nutrition out, out to you, the max and i think it like does like tinge your skin and tongue if you drink too much of it i have heard too that much of it yeah so careful you know what you wish for you i don't know it all it, those carrot wishes you've been making <laughs> every night before you coming go to sleep. true it's a real monkey's paw <laughs> of a of a wish yeah. for carrots. Yep. Monkey's paw. Isn't that like your kid dies? What happened? It's something very sad happens. In it's the like story, a right? bit of an O. Henry thing yeah. where it's like you wish for one thing and then you get it, it but you get it in the worst really, way. Yeah. yeah. Like I wish my wife was back from the dead, but she's like a zombie. Yeah. Something or like when you think of. So I wish like, I win the lottery. I wish for all the money in the world and then like there are no people left in the world and that's yeah. how you have all the money. Mm-hmm. It's like the only way you can get it is mm-hmm. by something horrific. Horrible. I think. I wish that my son would love me more. Your husband dies so that your son only loves you now. I guess he would yeah. still love your dead husband. <laughs> yeah, I feel like 
Well, no, whenever you die, you stop having feelings for the dead person. I think there's like that's six, what makes death yeah. so easy for everybody. Yeah. After mm-hmm. six months, you just forget they exist. Yeah. Who? What? <laughs> I don't remember having a dad. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Who? Um, um, I always think of that, that Simpsons uh, Treehouse of Horror where Homer gets a monkey paw. Like, God, but, but I get frozen yogurt. remember it. Woohoo! But the yogurt is cursed. Oh. Oh, like back and forth like that. For yeah, a bit. great. Mm-hmm. How are things going with you, Lindsay? Um, I really have to limit my social media for always now because of this Trump shit. Yeah, I'm going insane. I'm just straight up insane. There's two. It isn't. We're like three days in, mm-hmm. and it is an onslaught of shit mm-hmm. from every which way. Women's rights, Black Lives Matter. Yeah. environment like freedom of the press just absolutely every single fucking thing they could dismantle they're dismantling it's crazy because it's like all of these things that i didn't even like i took as like just things that everybody cared about which i know isn't true i know that isn't true but the like the amount of changes and the amount of things that have been happening within these three days have it feels very like it's so disorienting and it's very, uh, I don't know. There was a line in here, actually. It is dystopian. Yeah. There was, what was the line? I should have taken a picture of it. Um, where basically she says the future was horrible, but the present was so oppressive that she couldn't even think about how horrible the future was going to be. It's oh, one of her it. dreams. I was like, ooh, this book is now. Yeah. That's a really apt <laughs> Like description of how things feel right now. Yeah. I just, I don't understand the environment. I get it. Business interests. But why? Why support systemic racism and police brutality? What is the benefit in that? Why restrict, like, okay, I get that you're against abortion, but why are you against family planning? Because abstinence works at time and time again everybody does it not having works is just a piece of cake it's so easy teens are like oh don't have sex got it no problem got it done control Mm -hmm. i have full control of my dick Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah just just why why do they hate why do they hate the people they represent so much they hate us yeah and because they have two extra senators, we are being held hostage to an insane dystopian agenda. Honestly, how horrible everything is has made the horrors of this book like a pleasure to escape to. Oh, what? A, yeah. I'm like, oh, what a, what a dream. Escapism reading where like teenagers turn into monsters who eat humans alive. Yeah. I was like, what a, what a snap. Yeah. Easy peasy. Bring me there. That's a that's a that's a problem that I can understand and like you can fight that grapple. Problem. Yeah, because it's like you just blow up a house. <laughs> you just get all the gasoline that you can find mm-hmm. and lug it out there with your new strength. Mm-hmm. You put it in a cabin. Uh huh. You blow up some monsters. But so yeah, I'm bummed. Yeah, it I'm is a major and I'm bummer. Tired. It makes me so tired. That I was thinking about like because earlier today before I had my carrot juice. Mm-hmm. I was just like, God, the world just makes me fucking tired. 
that's how they're going to win. They're going to win by it's doing war of everything bad at once. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be overwhelming. And there's going to be so little we can actually do to fight it. Because there are too many fires to put out. Mm-hmm. There are just too many. It's not like when it was like Women's March. And basically everybody's just like, fuck everything you're about to do. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, oh, all the little things are happening. How do we... How yeah. Do we you can't like out? focus your efforts. Yeah. So it's going to be like so so broken up in what we're fighting that it's not going to have nearly the same impact Mm -hmm. and we're all going to be so it's going to be such a mind fuck that we're just going to want to watch tv yeah and not think about it and i can't think about it i go crazy yeah so i've tried i'm trying to do like okay my morning i'll call my reps Mm -hmm. and i'll email my reps Mm -hmm. so i started to do that but then all of a sudden it was like 2 p.m. Oh, my God. So from 10 to 2, I was just working on like copying and pasting suggested yeah. phone call dialogue. Yeah. And then trying to call every senator that was important to call. So like my senator and then the senators who were on the specific commissions related to the appointments, mm-hmm. to the cabinet appointments. And then all of a sudden it was like 2 p.m. Yeah. And I, w- my mind and will were already so trampled on. I was like, I don't know yeah. how to live the rest of my day. Yeah. When it's like also a question of like, can I keep this up? You know, yeah. like, is this, this what it's going to be forever? This is every like, day. Mm. And the thing is, I know, I know that all of these policies are going to affect other people more than me. Mm-hmm. But... So I'm just, I'm trampled on in the helplessness of that. Yeah. Is that I can only do what I can do. And I feel like that's not enough. And I feel like. Yeah. What? So how do I. Oh, the the fucking gall to put a page up immediately on his issues page of the White House. Like protecting our law enforcement. Yeah. Protecting them from what? Crime? Because yeah. that's the only thing that's targeting police officers is crime. general crime. And we are supporting them in that way. That is the nature of the job. And they're supposed to be protecting exactly. us from crime. Exactly. You, I, so all it is is just such a blatant attack against the Black protests, Lives Matter movement. Uh, yeah, yeah, Black Lives Matter protests against police brutality. And then the global gag rule. It's just like, it, like these i can't how do we do this i mean i think it's gonna be really fucking hard and i think the things that we have to cling to are like using the strength that we get from uh like basically commiserating with like-minded people Mm -hmm. and using that to fuel the fighting which is just gonna keep going and i think it's it's just every day it's just always yeah Every day forever. I'm hoping this is like a last gasp thing. <clears throat> I don't know, man. That's the only thing I can cling to. It's going to be real bummer watching The Handmaiden's Tale on Hulu this spring. What is that? Oh, it's a novel by Margaret Atwood uh, about a dystopian future where like a whole swaths of the population can't bear children anymore and the government uses it as a way to control and uh, rid the country of the rights of women 
And then the more like wealthy, prominent portions of the population just keep a childbearing woman in the house for the husband to have sex with and bear children. And that's what the handmaidens are. Good God. Yeah. So it's like, so they're making it into a a series on. (laughs) So so that's the new documentary Uh uh, Trump's America, The Handmaiden's Tale. Trump's America, The Handmaiden's Tale. That made me want to (laughs) cry. Oh, we're going to have to be as strong as our girl, Angie. Mm hmm. Got it, Angie. Angie W. A.W. Awesome. Finally, all right. Awesome. The day behind me. Yeah. This, you guys, good Christopher Pike book. This book is We've, dope. It's, it's come back around again. Yes. It's come back. We, we went through a, a rough few weeks, but now we're back in that like spellbound scavenger hunt sweet spot. Mm-hmm. Um, I texted Lindsay uh, a couple days ago and I said, I know, I know, save it for the podcast. I know, I know. But I wish that every single Christopher Pike book was monster because this book mm-hmm. is the shit. Dude, this is awesome. This is the first book I read. This is definitely oh. the first book I read. So there's like that whole part where Jim, the, Jim the I guess, OG monster mm-hmm. football player um, is converting her into this old being, which mm-hmm. is like a bat with no head that just needs blood, blood, blood all the time. Yeah. Um, that whole thing where he's like, it's so sexual, and he's like, he's taking his blood and he's making her drink his blood. I, it is mm-hmm. very much like a vampire, mm-hmm. but like that whole thing where they're in the lake. Oh my and god! Like, he bites his tongue and he bites her tongue, and then they're just making out with blood, blood. in their mouth. Yeah, and it, she's like, she says that she's not sure if she's had sex with him. She's not sure if she's still a virgin. Even she like doesn't know which way is up. Yeah, I really I loved that. Um, also, like she she's really like drawn to his um, like raw sexuality, mm-hmm. um, but also kind of doesn't like him. Like she like she will like his personality wise. I mean, mm-hmm. like she'll kind of be like, mm, like she won't buy into his stuff, and she kind of she's, is. She's like very aware she's being played. Yeah, but she still can't, and I think that. Later in the book, when she realizes that she can control the will of the policeman, what's his mm-hmm. name? Officer, Officer and Wynn. Wynn. That explained more, like, Jim may have been, like, pushing her. Yeah, definitely. He was, like, exercising his, mm-hmm. like, te- like, not telepathy, but his influence on her, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, this is very, this book is mostly Stephen King's Tommy Knockers. With like a dash of fire starter thrown in. Oh, interesting. Um, I just wanted to say how intense this book is straight out the gate. Um, I did take a oh, picture show. of page two. Um, first of all, I also wanted to. How gross is this line? Kathy was a blonde piece of cream pie. That was so <laughs> weird. I forgot about I was that like, line. Gross. Cream pie. pie. Especially because this is, again, what is it? Third person narrator. Yeah, but it's the narrator's basically the girl. Yeah. So it's like you're you're getting all of this in third person, but it is from her viewpoint. Mm -hmm. And so she's the one thinking she's like, like, oh, my best friend marries a piece of cream pie. (laughs) Yikes. Um, to be fair, this was about Kathy, the girl that gets shot in the face. Um, so yeah, page two. 
Mary pointed her shotgun at Kathy's face and pulled the trigger. The blast caught Kathy in the forehead and took off the top of her skull, plastering a good portion of her brains over the railings of the nearby staircase. I was, I was like, damn, this book mm-hmm. is like zero to 60. You, this is Fast what it's and about. Furious mm-hmm. Monster Edition. <laughs> yes. Fast <laughs> and Furious M. Um, yeah. Yeah, it gets right into it. You know and that you're in for a sexy, scary, gory ride. I love that we only ever really know Mary as like a stone cold killer. Yeah. She knows what's up. Yeah. And she's taking care of business. I really, I loved Mary. I was so yeah. sad to see her die. She's fucking awesome. Because she was like, uh, I spied on them. I hid in some like chicken containers mm-hmm. and saw that they were like, eating four people alive. Yeah. And they carried out their clothes in a bag. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I had, she was like doing recon for weeks. Like she mm-hmm. knew what was up. Yeah. Mary figured out her boyfriend, Jim, was acting weird. Mm-hmm. She realized something was up with the football, footballers. Yeah, the footballers and, and cheerleaders. Drinking some water from their school, <laughs> which was taken from a nasty ass lake that had some alien microbes in it. Some magnetic alien, alien microbes. microbes full of iron. <laughs> and love iron. Which like landed on our planet when another futuristic race of humans blew up a supposed fifth planet or was it a fourth planet it was a fifth planet i have some confusion here Mm -hmm. okay so was the um the humans because it said the humans went from the third planet to the fifth planet Mm -hmm. and this is about a hundred thousand years ago yeah i might betray my ignorance as to like paleolithic times but were there humans around Here's what's interesting about having read this book mm. this week is that I also listened to the podcast, Don't Get Me Started. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar? Mm-hmm. Will Hines, Anthony King. Mm-hmm. They talk to comedians about not what they do, but what they love. Right. Talented people, not comedians. <laughs> so they had on a guy around UCB, his name's Sean Diston, mm-hmm. and he is obsessed with pre-recorded history. Cool. So the idea that there was an advanced race of humankind mm-hmm. built pyramids mm-hmm. and then a comet landed mm-hmm. or multiple comets hit the planet Wait, and real? threw us into an ice age. So I really wonder if Christopher what? Pike was also into this idea. I am wondering that because too. Because there's this guy named Malcolm thing i'm gonna look this up i love don't get me started because then i'll do like a shallow dive into everybody's mm-hmm. deep dives yeah um so yeah i put his I put the guy's audiobook in my wish list in the meantime mm-hmm. i just looked up what is the asteroid belt made out of mm-hmm. because i was like is it made out of a destroyed planet it's not but well, no one knows <laughs> it's just well so uh Basically, uh, it's um, made out of, like, little pieces of iron, which is interesting, Mm -hmm. Um, and also other, like, rocks. And dust and rock circling the Earth are pulled together by gravity into planets. Mm -hmm. And because of Jupiter's, like, vast, vast um, mass, Mm -hmm. uh, the gravitational pull of Jupiter threw it off. And so those pieces in between... Venus, Earth, Mars, Jupiter. 
between Mars and Jupiter didn't become a planet and instead became an asteroid belt. I just learned that from planetspace.com. Cool, cool. That's good stuff. Yeah, so off <laughs> so off of that, <laughs> he he came up with this idea that there was a fifth planet, uh, the old advanced version of humans mm-hmm. blew it up when they figured out that it was full of a <laughs> blood-sucking microbe. Yeah. And then comets from that explosion hit two of them hit Earth, mm-hmm. which would tie into this idea that comets hitting Earth threw us into an ice age. Yeah. And kind of reset humanity. Yeah. And so that's why it was an advanced people who blew up the planet, but now we're a people who doesn't know anything about that. Yeah. And so as we were kind of percolating it, the iteration that we are now, um, these asteroid pieces, basically like full of these microbes, just sat dormant waiting and like waiting and waiting to be consumed. And um, yeah, because they had nothing to take over and right. drink blood. And basically, yeah, like it was like the actual rock of this planet was sentient like this entire world like they there's a reference to it a lot of times where it's like the capital world um it was just biding its time to be consumed again and to transform humans i guess into anything anything yeah into katar okay which is basically, yeah, giant bats, headless bats. Head, yeah, I, I don't know what that's about, that. but eh. yeah, headless bats with huge talents. Guy's name is Grant Hancock, not Malcolm, whatever the fuck I was thinking. Which guy? Uh, who's studied all of the space guy, the like archaeology of that's the world? Cool. Who thinks that there was an advanced civilization before the Ice Age? Um, I think the Ice Age. Yeah, that one kind of, of the main stuff. themes running through many of his books is a positive global connection with a mother culture from which he believes all ancient historical civilizations sprang. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, there are like, I do love like learning about, um, and this is a little bit different, but um, like the similarities in myth in like every culture. Like, there is talk of a huge flood at one point in almost every culture. Um, that was part of it. Yeah. Is that then when the, or maybe it, there was an ice age and then it, the comet hit and temperatures changed and mm-hmm. the glaciers melted? Well, it would be my thought that a comet would cause an ice age just because um, there is a... Uh, there are a few so for dinosaurs extinction <clears throat> and then the beginning of that ice age <clears throat> um there one of the theories is that a comet hit and then um the dust that came up actually formed like permanent clouds over the sky and um also like sulfuric gases from the earth like came up too and effectively like suffocated and poisoned the rest of the world that was there and um that kind of actually i don't know if that would create a shield like a greenhousey type of thing or if it would make it colder unknown unknown to us anyway <laughs> yes unknown to those in this room but another thing on the podcast was i think anthony king was saying that he had heard something that it it wasn't even so much that these giant like atomic bombs essentially went off it was that 
everything that went up into the air was like turned into glass. And then the glass fell. So these flaming shards Ah! of glass came down and destroyed everything. That's horrifying. That that was dinosaurs. So I'll just read. So the fingerprints of the gods book Mm -hmm. that talked about all this was in 95. Okay. Um, but, but, but contending that some previously enigmatic ancient but highly advanced civilization had existed in prehistory. That was the phrasing of what Sean Diston was obsessed with. One which served as the common progenitor, probably bungling that, civilization to all subsequent known ancient historical ones. The author proposes that sometime around the end of the last ice age, this civilization ended in cataclysm but passed on to its inheritors profound knowledge, such things as astronomy, architecture, and mathematics. And that's why there are, like, pyramids, like, everywhere. Mm, so yeah. he theorizes that this master, advanced culture of humanity traveled around the world going, we have to replace what was lost mm-hmm. and, and pass on what we know so that we can build it back up again. And that was because... At the end of the last ice age, something insane happened. All the glaciers melted. There was a flood. And then that's why there are flood myths in religions. Should we, like, go around and try and pass on our scientific knowledge right now because humanity is going to end? I think that we have because we all talk to each other all over the world now. (laughs) So no matter what happens, we all did what we could. Hopefully we'll all be in the, um, you know, uploaded into the internet yeah we'll all be our consciousness will be in a um, flash drive (laughs) yeah put me in a thumb drive Mm -hmm. (laughs) so i'm just i'm curious as to whether this had an effect on christopher pike coming up with this concept i'm it sounds very similar i think that is 95 and sean diston was saying about a hundred thousand years ago and this book is oh 92 another of graham hancock's books Sign of the Seal, published in 92. That wouldn't quite fit. But yeah, he might have been aware somebody else was talking about it. I'm sure that he had read about it somewhere. Anyway, so very interesting. And it kind of matches up with that, which is that there was an ancient, the idea that some advanced race had space exploration. Yeah, and they had laser cannons. Mm -hmm. Blew up this, and it, it's cool that like the world was just one giant organism. Yeah, I like that too. We all had shared memories. Yeah, yeah. Came down. Now Jim's a monster. Mary figures it out. Tries to kill all the ones that she knows about. Totally remorseless in jail. Yeah, she's just like, I knew mm-hmm. they're monsters. You can't take the truth. Yep. Um, and she kind of theorizes that at least it's those four that she tried to kill. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Angela, it's I, I, I really, really liked that Angela was kind of wrestling with like what she was told and also like the pull that she feels from Jim mm-hmm. and the pull that she feels within herself. Yeah, because all of a sudden she's changing. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's I, I would have liked to go into her struggle a little bit more about becoming mm-hmm. one of the monsters, even as she was trying to figure out if Jim was one. Yeah. And then what does she do about that? Mm-hmm. So it's like, have you ever read Tommy Knockers? No. So Stephen King's Tommy Knockers is uh, an, a spaceship landed uh-huh. on Earth, got uh-huh. stuck in the crust of it. A woman stumbles over it by chance mm-hmm. in Maine, 
starts to dig it up, the spaceship starts to have an effect on her. Mm-hmm. She starts to turn into one of the aliens. Mm. The whole town starts to be affected. They're all turning into aliens. They're all working to get the spaceship dug up together mm-hmm. so that they can go back to their home planet or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're all turning into these horrifying green alien things. <laughs> and so to save everybody, uh, one guy, friend of the woman who tripped over the thing, flies the spaceship himself and like blows it up. Oh, and he sacrifices So himself. kind of, a, yeah, similar way, sacrificing yourself. Also, there's a dog similarity. Really? Yeah, because the main character of Tommy Knocker is Bobby. Uh-huh. She has a beloved beagle named Peter. Peter. And then she starts to sap Peter's energy. To really? Help. Yeah, it's the fucking most heartbreaking i i hate when I, it's really hard to animals read die she books. keeps him tied up to a bunch of tubes in no. pain mm-hmm. uh, i'm totally fine that she does it to her sister but i can't deal with the no. fact that she does it to her dog the saddest um, part in like i am legend is when he kills his own dog oh yeah. damn it yeah i can't deal like, you with see it. his whole family die and you're like mm. what and it's kind of a bummer and then he's, he's like crying and like strangling his own dog every time I, We've talked about this before, but I can't separate fantasy from reality when it comes to a dog yeah. in a movie or a book. Are you going to see Dog's Purpose? <laughs> I said I don't know, but obviously I'm not. I don't go see movies like that. <laughs> um, I have nothing particularly against it. Everybody loves making fun of that movie, though. People love making fun of titles that just sound weird. Oh, I was just laughing because you have to watch a dog die six times. Yeah. Horrifying. <laughs> Horrifying. I think that that is so ridiculous that I'd be like, whatever just about be it. Desensitized. Because it's like, that's the point of the movie. Yeah. But in Tommy Knockers, <laughs> she is being very specifically cruel to her dogs because she's turning into an alien. And then in this, Angela tries to eat her dog plastic. I know. She like starts digging her nails into him and she starts putting her hand down his throat to like rip him apart. Mm-hmm. That was crazy that was like i loved though that that was because still in her mind like she goes in and out of lucidity mm-hmm. and i liked that, that was the moment that jim walked in and so he thinks she's totally gone she's ready to be turned yeah so with the so it both saves plastic and is sort of like lets jim know she's ready to be like initiated into the monster club yeah and basically how they initiate them is from what I got, so you first, okay, you either drink the water or you do the accelerated course, you which is the you blood. drink the blood. <laughs> and then that's like you're 90% of the way there. Mm-hmm. Then you have to eat so much iron you become magnetized. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't quite, when she has that whole interview with the professor, I was like, I I was no like ah, you're losing me. Yeah. Like, I understand that you're trying to it so that everything seems plausible but i really like it's i would have i would have science fiction don't worry about it bro yeah that was so funny like her little detour to go talk to this yeah it's like well your blood becomes magnetized and that turns you yeah it's like what you then be like and she's like like the planet and he's like i don't know i can't make any claims (laughs) i would so much have rather um, stayed and gotten more information from the Native American guy yeah. than that 
professor. It's just like all this made-up science from the professor. I much prefer supernatural made-up. Yeah, you don't have to read yeah. this. In, this doesn't have to be a hard sci-fi. Yeah, just, nobody asked you to explain fake science. Yeah, just say like, uh, um, I mean, that could have just, them liking iron. I mean, I guess they needed a last step, like, so that, to show she wasn't quite turned yet. Um, I don't know. It could have been something simple, like uh, they have to eat someone that their human body loved. Yeah. Or, it's, well, like, that's fine if it's like, oh, you need the iron in the blood. But the whole thing about magnetized. Yeah, that like, was the what weird are you part. talking about? They have to be fully magnetized like the planet, because also the microbes are, are magnetized. Yeah. A cool part was when they dissected the the two people that Mary managed yeah. to kill, and their blood snuck out of a vial. Yeah. Their green blood snuck out of a vial. It wasn't a vial. It was a vat. Oh, it was a vat? Yeah. It was four feet by two feet. Ugh. He's like, this is where I drain the blood from the bodies. Ugh. I know. Ugh. It was like a little person. But the the blood (laughs) snuck out of its vat and into the vat of another human woman's blood and and like ate her Drank her blood. (laughs) These like little microbes went and like gobbled up. A vat yeah. of blood. Yeah, they were like little green, a little green guy. It was very funny. Yeah, that was another thing that proved they weren't human. Which is, that their blood is detail. Yeah, but that's awesome. That's though. the microbes thing. Yeah, about how everything's like a little bit of a hole. Yeah, and we kind of see that a little bit more too um, when she's like towards like in the throes of being a magnet. Mm-hmm. When she's like, um, I I know that this body does these things, and like I know that this body associates. Oh, that was cool. Yeah, yeah, when she was full on monster. Yeah. It's like she was, yeah, the consciousness of the uh, hungry vampire world. Yeah. But was like, like dancing around in her Angela meat puppet. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> She's like, I know that humans do things such as shower. I know humans do things such as put on robe. Oh, yeah. She's like, I saw robe. Yeah. I knew I should put wear on robe. robe. <laughs> I did like that. Yeah, I liked the kind of like truncated sentences. Of, yeah. Like kind of robotic and alien. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. And um, I liked the whole, the the call, the, or the return of the katu. Oh, yeah. was it katu? It was like, because uh, it's like two caps. It's like it's ka-atu. 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 Um, which is the monster she's turning into or what the Native Americans call the monster she's turning into. Um, she puts on that necklace he gave her. I also love her pure, like, nihilistic laughter at the end where she's just making these jokes left and right in her inner <laughs> monologue. She's like, how come they didn't sell birth control to protect girls like her from guys like him? Gee, they might sell them soon. They might be the next big market in birth control. Keep those microorganisms from growing in you girls. Save money <laughs> on your groceries at the same time. Practice safe necking. Wear count condoms. The only ones he can't bite through. <laughs> And then she says out loud to herself, I am sick. <laughs> I yeah, love she's, her. She's like, oh, yeah, she's working away to kill these monsters, but she's turning into one. So she's just like, well, yeah. this is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, well, I guess this is me now. Mm-hmm. Um, but so she like I there are s- certain things that Christopher Pike loves. One is propane tanks. He loves propane tanks. He, he can't get enough, can't get enough propane loves tanks. using them as catalysts mm-hmm. for stories or death. Yep. Anytime I see, a, at the beginning they mention it when fucking, uh, what's his name? 
Kyle? What's Chris? No. Uh, huh? The, the ba- Jim. <laughs> I was getting confused because his last name is Klein. Okay. okay, I forgive you. Yeah. Okay, so Jim, um, yeah, like he like gets into a fender bender with the propane tank, but nothing happens. Yeah. At the beginning, and I was like, I was like, oh, that's gonna come in later. Yeah. Like for sure. If you show a propane tank in Act One, you're gonna use it in Act Two. That's gonna be the fucking whatever. <laughs> whatever. Whatever. Um, where was I? Also liked. Um, I mean, this is such a small thing, but that like the cop who is like a male hero is Asian and isn't like demasculinated, which happens yeah, a lot in no media stereotypes. Except that he fought in Vietnam. There was a funny thing where he keeps referring to it as Nam, and I was like, I don't think he would call it that. <laughs> but I was like, you're trying, Christopher Pike. And maybe it was touching to me yeah. because it was he's Vietnamese and I am. And a certain person we know is a certain person Vietnamese. in the room is a Vietnamese <laughs> person. Um I liked that the dog was named Plastic. Yeah, that was That's interesting. Cute. Cute. Her poor dead oh lady's God. man of a grandfather who Jin ate. Jin she didn't ate even him. know it. That Jin was... ate him before that book even started. Yep. Crazy. Because she's like, it was the beginning of the book where she's like, mm, grandpa's out of town. Yeah. Well, left, left me a note. typed note. Yeah. She, oh, mm. Come on, Angie. Well, she realized after the fact. Yeah. Grandpas don't Grandpas type notes. Don't type they notes. never. When have you ever known a grandpa to type a note? They don't do it. I mean, for one thing, they're not alive. No. No grandpas are no alive. No grandpas are alive. <laughs> I've made the joke before that I don't trust anybody who has living grandparents. Oh. Just because I haven't had living I grandparents in I so one. long. Um. I have one, and he's 93. Wow. He's very old. He just went on a cruise, and he gained 10 pounds. Good for Which him. is good, because he's very Yeah, thin. all old people need to gain weight. Yeah. Uh, totally off topic. You're totally right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I read this book last week, and I'm finding I'm really having a hard time... Remembering? ...talking about it and remembering it. Because uh, usually I read it, like, two days before we record, and yeah. I guess it sticks a lot better. Uh, I took a photo of... Jim's introduction. Mm-hmm. Um, classic Pike here. Jim was what was known as a totally rad dude. Oh, man. God had designed his body and fit him snugly into it. Jim was tall, 6'2", and built like a hardy redwood. His hair was brown, always neat, and his face was chiseled. He had the broad shoulders and strong arms of an experienced quarterback. Yet his brown eyes were somehow clumsy or shy, as was his smile. He moved awkwardly for an athlete. He didn't look particularly intelligent, and that was okay, because if he'd had brains along with that body, there would have been no resisting him. Yep. Oh, Pike. Oh, Pike. Oh, you little cutie. Um, So I've already said this to you, but so we changed up the intro of our podcast a bit. Anybody who already listens will have noticed, and that no longer say genre fiction. I hope you didn't say pulp fiction. Because Kelly blew my mind when she called it pulp. Because that's exactly mm-hmm. what it is. It's that's the living and breathing description, pulp. and that makes it pulp. That whole yeah, like, body God designed his body and stuffed him right into it. Built like a hardy redwood, totally rad, dude. Yeah. It's very much like she walked in with legs for days. Yep, yep. Just yeah. Her lips were twice bitten, once licked. (laughs) (laughs) 
Her lips were twice bitten, once shy. <laughs> um, I did have a note. Um, just at the beginning, you're already like, dude, this guy sucks. Uh, Jim. Jim. Okay. So, I mean, I feel like this is like apropos right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's talking about those gasoline wells, those oil wells. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you sound like you own them. Or you sound like you like them. He grinned. My dad owns a 20% interest in all 12 of them. That car I drive came from money from those wells. And then she's kind of like, you're sold out to the destroyers of our environment. He, he grabbed her and pulled her close. Who cares about this world? It's only here for our pleasure. What about our children and our children's children? I can't worry about them. You should, she said, feeling his warm breath at her face. Why? They might never be born. He kissed her. He kissed the way he ate, and that wasn't bad. <laughs> Yeah, pulp. <laughs> the like, way he ate. Because by that logic, you could assume that if you're eating with somebody, you'd go, hey, you're eating? Not bad. Yeah, not bad. <laughs> what you eat? Not as bad. Well, also, like, I guess she was really enjoying the way he was eating because they did, well, she doesn't eat. Remember, she has tea, and then he orders, like, a steak and, like, pie and, yeah, like, all this shit. He's the just, whole thing about being monsters yeah. is you have to just eat, 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 eat. Red meat. Mm-hmm. Iron. Also, she keeps ordering Big Macs. Rare. I don't think I don't McDonald's think can, can do that specify. for you. But maybe that's a post mad cow disease. Yes. Uh, rule. Yeah. Regulation. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think at this point, and also McDonald's does not have time for that. Those things are already made. Gotta move that product. Yeah. <laughs> get it out the door. Mm-hmm. Get these fully well done Big Macs out. I'm mm-hmm. starving. Thinking about big. I was gonna say I have never wanted a well done hamburger so much yeah. in my life as right now. Uh, and she goes to McDonald's a lot. Why McDonald's? Why does she keep going to McDonald's? She keeps going there. Go, go to Wendy's. Go to go to Hardee's. Go to oh, Hardee's. Yeah, she might be. She might be Shakey's. Midwest. Shakey's. Uh, go to a, um, Hamburger Mary's. Mm, some local stuff. <laughs> Go to House of Pies. Go to Hamburger Mary's over in West Hollywood. She she go could go to Umami Burger. Umami. There you can get it rare. You can get a rare burger at mm-hmm. Umami. What am I having? My voice sounds deep. <laughs> really? I don't think your voice is that deep. I, feel I like have a very deep ever voice. Known me to sound like this on the podcast. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. Um, great burger, Bel Campo at Grand Central Market. Mm. One of the best burgers I've ever had. Good to know. Highly suggest the one that's like twelve to thirteen dollars. Mm. It's expensive, but expensive it's good. Burger. I love It'll change your burger. I like a burger. Medium rare. I like medium rare for my burgers. Always burger. medium rare for my burgers. Uh, extremely rare for my steaks. Oh my god! Can we go eat a burger right, right now? now. <laughs> We should eat while podcasting. Everybody oh, loves oh, the sound classic. of a masticated burger mm-hmm. doing the salsa on your tongue. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> loves that. We could market it as an ASMR podcast. Do people like that sound? Oh, for sure. Eating? Girls eat marshmallows in front of a microphone. No, they do not. Yes, they do. Marshmallows? Mm-hmm. Yep. It's a whole thing. That is the gooeyest thing you could eat. Are you familiar with 
ASMR? I am familiar with I didn't yeah. know that the food one was yeah, one. You, you hear the marshmallows like crackle and pop in their mouth. <laughs> oh my God. I'm going to eat a Laffy Taffy on Mike. Do it. Oh my God. You I could make, make so, much, so money. much money, Kelly. Kelly. You gotta start Kelly. doing ASMR videos. I was actually, you know, you're the do third it. person that's told me I should do ASMR videos. You should. I could be fucking oh my God, rich. They get I could be swimming in it. Some of them. And I have a great mic. I should do it. Exactly. Kelly, what are you doing? Kelly, why? Ugh. I haven't done it already. I could give my cat such a good life. Here, let's bring the let's bring this back around. Kelly, why don't you do what you dream? <laughs> At once and, and episode. Our never ending story reference mm-hmm. in uh, the bag. Guess what I watched on the plane to Hawaii? Never ending story? No. Uh. <laughs> but I feel like we referenced this too. Last Unicorn. Yes. What? Yeah. It was on the plane? Well, no. I Because on Netflix, you can. <laughs> <laughs> you oh, look so puzzled. Oh, I said I could see like above my forehead, all of a sudden, like a wisp of hair. <laughs> It was your unicorn horn. The spell is broken. And so I reached up and I plucked it out of the air. (laughs) Um, So sorry, that was distracting. No, it's okay. Uh, No, on Netflix, you can download stuff. Uh, Oh, so you watched it. Yeah, you downloaded it. it. Yes. Sister and I watched it. You love it. I love it. I had seen it when I was a kid um, and maybe once as a young adult. Um, I still love it. Dearly. I love it. It's a good movie. It's, it's scary. Scary. The re- the uh, the bull is so scary. Um, I love the singing. It's so funny. Oh my god. <laughs> I I get so angry about this. Yeah. <laughs> like when she starts, I'm like, maybe she'll get. She'll be fine. Here's the thing like, is, it's Mia Farrow. Yeah. No, they're not singers. No. These people are not Jeff singers. Jeff Bridges, Mia Farrow. Um, Their duet is a hot mess. Oh, my God. So the thing that bugs me so much about is in her song, it's Mia Farrow, and it does not sound great. Mm-hmm. And then in his song, it's Jeff Bridges, and he sounds fine. Mm-hmm. But then her part in his song sounds amazing. <laughs> she sounds so good because it's well, not Mia Farrow anymore. Also, I think they had to deal with him trying to do that duet because he's yeah maybe having the trouble two of them in that just duet. could not they couldn't make it happen. So the easiest thing was to get a better singer and for her tiny part. Mm-hmm. Also, I feel like her parts were a little higher in the duet. Yeah, because they couldn't higher. bring him down. Yeah. So yeah, in her songs, like now that I'm a woman. Everything is changed. Everything has changed. But then it gets to his song and she's like, once when I was searching. She sounds so amazing. Not like <clears throat> I did just now. No, that was beautiful. 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 I, I cracked in the middle of it. It's okay. You got it back. But yeah, that cracks me up is that. She sounds god awful, and then all of a sudden she's just this beautiful nightingale. Mm-hmm. She also, uh, except for the running montage at the beginning, she is like so lackadaisical about her journey, about finding her. Yeah, she, she's kind. just like, hmm? well, huh? she's a unicorn. She has okay. been alive forever. Yeah, she, time has no meaning mm-hmm. to her, Kelly. What makes her different at the end? But I know regret. Yeah, 
I also I loved love that, that they that she continued to be a unicorn, and he was like, "Well, I guess I'll just always love you." And she's like, mm, "Peace." She saved him. She saved him. Mm-hmm. She just learned all she had to do was fight back. Mm-hmm. Um, loved that. It's so good. Um, Me and my friend Wilder quote so many lines to each other, and I love Miss Molly Grew. Oh, love Molly Grew. I wanted to name an improv team Molly Grew. Oh my god, why wouldn't they? Yeah, agree to that. Oh, I just it just never came. So up. in your head, you're like Molly Grew. Molly I just Grew. have a constant running list of improv team names me too which is utterly useless at this point in my life i yeah i i love the name pool noodle i love the name (laughs) salmon pajamas that's cute yeah look do you have a list yes i do i share up our list i share one with my friend and we text each other back and forth we stopped talking about this book forever ago yeah we did um wonder if i can okay i'll read mine I don't know if mine went over because I got a new phone. Oh, no. You keep looking. Okay, you read. Um, I did suggest this one quite a few times. Uh, new bangs. That's very good. Right? New bangs is very, Whenever very a good. girl has new bangs, it's notable. Uh, hello, nurse. That did become a team. Me, uh, Ego, Wodem, and <laughs> I can't remember Julia's last name. Julia Meltzer uh-huh. we performed a couple times as hello, nurse. Molly Grew. Mm. Top 40. Mm. That's really good. Top 40 is very good. Thank you. Chummy. Mm. Pinwheel. My favorite darling was one I had. It was on a clock. That's fun. Yeah. Um, her girl, Jenny. I like that. Mm-hmm. 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 I like the more like, like the ones that I'm not like, sure if this is the right word, but like esoteric. I was just going to say esoteric. Oh, <laughs> what's the right <laughs> word? Or it's the wrong word, but we both thought of it. We're both wrong together. Uh, some pig. Ugh. That's good. Thank That's you. some pig. Waltzing Matilda. That's very good, too. Clementine. That's great. I and like Clementine. Skullduggery. That's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think so. Thank you. Oh, I forgot the other one. Whatever. <laughs> it's just, whenever I just think of a phrase, I'll text my friend Lydia, and mm-hmm. she, whenever she thinks of one, she'll send it to me, and mm-hmm. there's just, like, constant back and forth. It's just, I like, yeah, the, like, esoteric, but you get a feeling from it. Yeah. Which is what I like. It like, evokes, it's very evocative. It evokes, yes. We both. Oh, my God. Again. What? Oh, my God. What? This uh, is why we have. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Molly Grew's the best. Molly Grew. She's the best. Um, You come to me now. How dare you? No. When I am this. I love it. That ends. Um, we are sisters, you and I. What was that one? That's the um, the 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 evil <gasps> vulture. What's it called? Why don't I remember? Harpy. The harpy. We don't belong to you, the harpy and I. <laughs> we are not for you. In that. We have Pharaoh, Jeff Bridges, Jeff Bridges, our favorite Jeff Bridges. Um, Lee. I don't know why Some I took great people. A picture of this page. Steve Sperber. Maybe it's because of that dude's name. Pretty funny name. Yeah. Let's get back to it. <laughs> just have a podcast called The Last Unicorn. It's just me continually going, remember this part? <laughs> it's just quoting different parts. And then me going, what's that from? Remember, never run from anything immortal. It attracts oh. their attention. Remember that part? Yes, I do remember that. Because I remember she when she was walking, I was like, why does she fucking run? Mm-hmm. Question it's, answered. Because, yeah. I can feel this body dying all around me. 
Anyway, check out The Last Unicorn. <laughs> it's on Netflix. You I'm can so download it um, to watch at your leisure in case you are a flying person. And you need things to watch on the on the plane. Um, okay, what else about this book? Looking, looking. I also thought it was like really, um, oh God, I'm at the part where she's talking to Spark, the professor. <laughs> it's another classic. Christopher Pike doesn't know how to write articles. Mm, oh my God. Yes. I that, do remember that. That was the thing I took a picture of. Uh, That's why. Is- Last night, Fred Keith, a junior at Balton High, was rushed to the emergency ward of Balton Memorial after sustaining a neck injury in the fourth quarter of a football game between Balton High and Point High. All right. We're on the right track. Okay, great. We're on the right so track. So far, so good. Mm-hmm. Initially, the injury was not thought to be serious. Fred was helped from the game by the team's trainer and assistant coach. He wasn't even carried off the field on a stretcher. Okay, we're kind of starting to lose it. Ordinary procedure when a cervical injury is suspected. The team's trainer, Steve Sperber, later said that he had seen the hit that caused Fred's injury and hadn't thought it was particularly hard. The kid barely banged him, Mr. Sperber was quoted as saying. (laughs) The kid was later identified as Larry's, or like, this isn't an article. But at the hospital, it quickly became evident that, that Fred had sustained serious fractures to the third and fourth cervicals. Also, cervicals? Is that what that's called? Does it mean vertebrae? Damage to that part no of the idea. neck often results in complete paralysis, and Fred has yet to regain feeling in any of his limbs. He tolerated the surgery on his neck well, however. That! But Fred, yeah, what? That's not a... This isn't journalism. But Fred is still having trouble breathing properly and has been hooked up to a respirator. The that, prognosis for what? complete recovery is considered poor, doctors say. Why are you making this? Why are it you goes e- on. Why is it an article? Why just are you writing Angela about Angela investigate? She could just like be there. The guy, yeah. The article is embarrassing. As all as all of as his all articles of the are. articles are in these books. Ugh. It's like he's never read an article before. They're weirdly like like they're too storytelly. Yeah, and exactly. Also, like they're conversational stories. Yeah, this isn't like I don't know. I feel like this is like Peppers with Pike. It's like a special like op-ed piece that he writes like <laughs> yeah. every week. Like it's your kid reporter here. <laughs> yeah, Christopher Pike reporting for duty. Kid reporter. <laughs> this is Ben Christopher Pike signing off. <laughs> it's my bedtime. Eight thirty on a Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh my god! Well, it's eight fifty-six. I was gonna be like, "Oh my god!" It is Tuesday, though. <gasps> oh my god! You said that because I was that. <laughs> I'm. Uh, this is like a master of murder, where I'm like, I'm saying things that are real. Oh. Um. I just wanted to check. Uh, esoteric does not mean what we thought it means. I felt like it that mean, might like, have been vague-y wrong. kind of intended. For or likely to be understood only by a small number of people with a specialized knowledge or interest. Okay, that's not what we meant. That's not what we meant. I just meant evocative, like like atmospheric, ethereal, ethereal, or like evocative. atmospheric, evocative, that uh, visceral. I'm a, I, I really like using the exact that's correct word that word I mean to. And when a word Here really we go. evocative, bringing strong images, memories, or feelings to mind. Yeah, yeah evocative. That's what we were thinking. Okay, I love when a word feels completely right mm-hmm. do you know what i mean it's like you know yeah yeah and like when you say it you're like god it's, it's so like, yes, right that was it and this is gonna sound weird but one of the words that does that for me I don't, i'm not sure exactly how to pronounce it because i've only ever read it or cops hmm? cops copes what 
It's C-O-P-S-E. And you can say, Copes. yeah. Um, I would guess. Copes? Not like I know. But it's like, you can say like a cop, cope. God, I feel. <laughs> it's basically just a small gathering of trees. Hmm. So I don't know why, but it like so makes me think of just like a little glade, mm-hmm. like a little peaceful gathering of trees. And I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I, you feel what, what the word is. I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. Have you ever read Bee Season by Myla Goldberg? No. Really good book. One of my favorite books um, about a little girl who wins a spelling bee. Mm. And it's like she has kind of, like she can feel words. Mm-hmm. She could feel words out in a sort of otherworldly manner. Mm-hmm. And and her winning, and like her parents don't really think she's exceptional. It was always like the brother was the exceptional one. Mm-hmm. And her finding something exceptional about herself throws the whole balance of the family off. So it's just this like really interesting family drama. Oh, interesting. And it's got all these weird things about her just like intuitively understanding words and and they evoke a feeling in her. Mm-hmm. So something like that where it's like she'd feel that word. Yeah. That's cool. It's a good book. I'll check it out. Mm-hmm. Bee season. Bee season. As bee in spelling season. bee season. Spelling bees. I haven't read it in a long time. Have you ever done a spelling bee? I lost just a quick classroom spelling bee in the third or fourth grade. I believe the fourth. And it was infuriating mm-hmm. because... When I'm writing, I instinctively know how to spell things. I've always been that way. Started reading at a really early age. I would get vocabulary lists and then like look at it once and totally remember Mm -hmm. how all the words were spelled and what they all meant. Not a problem for me. Just absorbed it. And in this spelling bee, I spelled pumpkin wrong and I have (laughs) never gotten over it. (laughs) I have never I gotten I left over. out the second P and I was oh, like, pumpkin. <laughs> yeah. I was in at a local mall, mm-hmm. a spelling bee, and I misspelled radio because I just was so nervous. That's what happened to me is I yeah. couldn't, I was so nervous that I couldn't even visualize the word. I spelled it R-A-I-D-I-O. And as I said the word I, because it's like the second it leaves your mouth, it's done. I was like, oh, it's wrong. I know, it's the worst. And I felt like crying. I think I did cry. I probably cried. I was like in third grade. I was so ashamed of myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no spelling bees for this. Yeah. No. After yeah. that one, I was like, I, I was know like, what they're about. Spelling bees. Don't need them. They're fucking stupid. It's a sham. Mm-hmm. They're fixed. They're stupid. Rich. Yeah. Um, I liked this. So, um, it's when? Mm-hmm. Okay. So when um he's he's thinking about the impression he got of Jim mm-hmm. at the police station. Uh, Jim Ryan, Jim reminded Nguyen of a young soldier he'd had under his command in Vietnam. The man's name had been Tran Quan. He was the best killer Nguyen had ever seen. On sorties into the jungle, Tran Quan always killed more VC than the rest of his squad combined. He hunted like a snake, though not like a human. He wouldn't stop at shooting or stabbing a victim in the back. Nguyen hated him and needed him at the same time, but that need had been superseded the night he had found Tran Quan raping a village girl whom he had just shot in the head. He had smiled when he was caught in the beam of Nguyen's flashlight. Nguyen had killed him on the spot and never regretted it. What did nice, clean-cut Jim Klein have in common with Tran Quan that Nguyen should should link them together? 
He didn't know, but he was afraid what would happen if he didn't find out. Yeah. Dude, that is this a book badass is intense. Fucking. Yeah, this I, cop. I was like a reading war hero. this when I was like 10 or 11. Yeah. Dude, he's like, he's fucking a corpse. He's. God. He kills a little then, girl and then fucks her. And he's smiling. He's raping a corpse and he gets caught and he's like, <laughs> God. That's intense. Yeah, no, this book is like... But at least he dies. Yeah, because... Yeah, at least there's no awful weird rape in here. No? Well, her transformation could be considered a rape. Well, yeah, and she couldn't even remember. Oh, and then her being... Oh, my God, I forgot about all the bit... All the bits of Jim, like, pressuring her, like, mad. Mm -hmm. To go near the lake. Go in the water. He's trying so hard to convert her that eventually he, like... Cuts his own arm and is just like forcing her to drink it. That was insane. That's a rape. All right. Yeah. I take it back. That's rape. Yeah. But I did like that that was like vilified. Oh, yeah. It's it's not at all like <laughs> boys will be boys. Yeah. No, it was like this. Boys tend dangerous. to turn you into a monster. That's just how they are. <laughs> Angela had thought to herself that boys tend to turn you into a monster. <laughs> um, she had realized at the time upon thinking it. And it like. Yeah, I liked that it was, like, definitely evil. Like, it was a signal mm-hmm. that he's evil. Um, and, I mean, there was, like, that... There were questions of, you know, consent with her and Kevin. Is that her friend? Mm-hmm. Kevin? Right. Oh, we haven't even talked about poor Kevin. Poor Kev. Poor Kev. He's got it bad for Angela, and he perishes. I never... I mean, does he? I don't know. No, no, no. He fucking perishes. No, I but does he have it that bad for her? Oh, or is he just horny? Yeah. No, no, no. I think he's in love with her. But mm. that was what I was going to say. Is I'm, I'm over Christopher Pike doing the like cute banter about how much I hate that about how, how two characters are like always joshing each other about having sex. Mm-hmm. Like, give it to me now, big boy. I can. I just gave it to my wife. Oh, I thought you were leaving her. Like they're that doing was cute stupid. little bits together. I didn't need that. Especially like, come on, Angela, you know yeah. he's in love with you. Don't do jokey sex bits. Yeah, because she she has like, it's through, the narration is through her eyes. So she's like, mm, he was in love with her. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't believe in a friend zone. No. That's bullshit. But I do think you shouldn't be cruel if you know that your friend is in love with you. Yeah. 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 That's the thing. Because it's like, it, yeah, where it's, it's not like she. She's like, hmm, I had no idea he was in love with me. What? This is out of left field. Yeah, she knows. This knows. whole time she's known. And um, and then... It's one thing if she's, like, unattainable and it's like, we're still friends anyway. But it's another thing of, like, I'm unattainable. Like, huh, come in, I'm almost changed. Yeah, yeah. Although I did, like, <laughs> the night after she's, like, uh, you know, she initially turned. Yeah. And he comes in and he's like, smells like vomit in here. <laughs> yeah, she had vomited everywhere. She barfed everywhere. She's like, mm, maybe I missed the toilet. Because her body was trying to reject those microbes. Yeah. Those vampire probes. He did not want those vampire mm-hmm. probes. Um, but so throughout this book, uh, Angela's kind of like talking to Mary while Mary's in jail. But then Mary gets released. And so she's like. God about that. Yeah. Part. She's like, I got to go find Mary because Mary's going to know. Sheila has this cabin out in the woods. I'll go find her. Holy shit. She comes to like a house of carnage. Mm-hmm. And 
There's a police officer that has a shotgun blast to the chest and he's dead. Yeah, he was escorting her to the cabin. And she has been hanged by a wire, but the wire has cut through her neck. She got garroted? Is that what that's? Yeah. Garroted? I know. I'm not good. Pronunciation. all that I know how to spell words and all that I know what they mean, I am shit at knowing how to pronounce them instinctively. (laughs) It's, uh... yeah, uh, if you look at my like YouTube search history, it's always like a word pronounced because yeah, so too. many words I'm like, I don't, and I have to oh. say it in a script. And so I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. like look it up and I'll be like, that's not what I would have said. I'll go to the Oxford English Dictionary. Then we can have site. them speak right I, into the yeah, mic. Yeah, I make them say it. Let's do it. Keep talking. Garrett, Garrett. So she then, oh my God, this is like the beginning of like some really like grossy, gross behavior by Angela. Because she brings down Mary, cradles her in her arms, is like, oh, boo-hoo, boo-hoo, my friend died. I know this wasn't a suicide because this is not like Mary to do this. Um, And I know the monster's MO. And they don't have very much blood. So we know the monsters drank a lot of their blood. There's a wound in Mary's neck from the wire. And Angela sticks her finger into the wound and licks her finger. Mm-hmm. And then she starts sucking on Mary's bloodied fingertips. Just keeps doing it. And it's then, intense, you guys. And then the officer, Officer Nguyen comes in and he's like, uh, what? Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> oh, man. Let's hear how this shit's pronounced. Garote. God damn it, you British. Garote. Is that UK? Garote. Garoted. Garoted. Garote. I've been garoted. Mary garot. was garoted. Garoted. Uh, yeah. So our second guess was right. Yeah. But yeah, that's yeah. When Nguyen walks in on and she's her, sucking on her, she's just like, like she's like spooning, kissing it. Mary's fingertips practically. I got no, a no, no. Real... She's not kissing Mary's fingertips. She's putting her fingers, her own fingers, in Mary's neck and pulling them out and licking her own fingers. Oh, I thought she did both. Mm. Maybe Yow. she was. Maybe she was yeah. licking Mary's fingers. It but might... I know she for sure was. Yes. Dipping. Yeah. Because she starts crazy. dipping in Kevin's head too. Later, she crazy. loves dipping her fingers in wounds and got, licking her fingers. I got such a visual from that of <laughs> just like this officer walking in yes. on Angela, just like tasting her friend. Yeah, crying, tasting her friend, mm-hmm. and um, and he, and then she starts to realize that that blood gives her a little bit of like tingles yeah tingles and so she's like she like looks at Nguyen and she's like you need to let me do my thing and that's when she uses her little like, mind control push and that's what's like fire starter mm-hmm. where you can like uh, push yeah like push someone to think a certain yeah. thing and she says you don't know enough to do anything and once you do you'll be dead yep and she's like bye badass state yeah this would make such a good movie. It would be so cool. So good. So cool. It would be so Fuck awesome. Fuck you, Twilight. Yeah, this is the this. shit, dude. I love... Uh, so then... Okay, so then she's like, bye. And then is like, I have to do my plan. Um, She's like, I'm turning, but I think I can still do my plan. Mm-hmm. So she, I'll just gobble these raw yeah. steaks in the car <laughs> while I drive to get That's this right. gas. She's like, I'm going to... Eat steaks and fill up some water bottles full of gas. Mm-hmm. Gets a whole bunch of shit ton of gas. She gets like eight, like big ass five gallon things of gas. She's like, the propane tank is not reliable enough. I've got to go gasoline. So she 
puts a bunch of them in the basement, but then also puts a bunch in her room. Mm-hmm. So there's three bombs, basically. Propane, basement, bedroom. Mm-hmm. So she wants to gather all of the monsters at her house so she can just get rid of them all, like mm-hmm. scorched earth. That's the plan. Yeah. And uh, Jim's got other ideas. Jim is like, no. That is insane that they're like, okay, so it's time for your initiation. Uh, you just have to eat your friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's so, oh, it's so fucking cool that he does not shy away from how intense that is and mm-hmm. how fucked Angela is. Mm-hmm. Do you, do, I don't think I took a picture of that part, but it's crazy weird. Um, her eating him or? Yeah. Okay. So basically, um, Kevin comes in and she's like, get him out of here. He's not invited. She wants to protect him. Mm-hmm. Jim bonks Kevin on the head and then bonks her on the head. And then she comes to and she's in the basement and she starts macking on Kevin and she keeps biting his mouth and drinking his blood. And he also has that boo-boo on his head. So then she starts doing that same thing where she's like digging her fingers in his boo-boo, boo-boo on his and, and licking the blood off. And um, he's and he's kind of like, so he's I can't got do that this. Ouchie on his head. He's got his little bonky bonk. Um, OK, that part is just so cool. Yeah. Wait, so the part where it's she... so intense. Uh, it's pretty long. I want to get it down to a... Okay, well, while you're looking for that, I'll read the part where Mary gets fully turned into a monster by Jim. <laughs> um, so they're in the lake. Straight overhead, she could see the moon cut in two by the shadow of space, and she felt somehow cut in pieces because, try as she might, she couldn't squeeze him close enough to quench her longing for him. It was one huge stake as rare as God made them. And she was lucky above all the girls on the planet to find him. Jim suddenly snapped her head back onto his mouth and her ecstasy deepened beyond recovery. Again, I'm like 11 or I'm 10 or 11 when I'm reading this. <laughs> this Even so with the salacious. sharp pain, so salacious. Even with the sharp pain that stabbed into her mouth, she had bit her tongue or maybe he had done it. But the taste of blood in her mouth was the taste of pleasure. The pounding in her head that had plagued her all day returned a thousandfold. But now she fed it with a juice she had never dreamed of. It seemed to come out of Jim and into her mouth where blood swam around their tongues like a forbidden elixir swirled in a sacred chalice. I'll, I could go on, but it's crazy. This it's is crazy. like, this is where some like 11 year olds somewhere are discovering that they're into blood sport. Like this is like so Bananas. sexualized, so, so bloody. I'll, I'll read this part. But that was the heart of this seduction. Nothing belonged to anybody. Throw your body and soul into the temptation. Let it all come back in tremors of satisfaction. Damn. Tremors of satisfaction? I feel like I know why I didn't need a sex talk when I was yeah. a child. Uh, this is really sexy. Mm-hmm. Did Christopher Pike have a little half chub when he was sexy, writing that dangerous. Um, okay. So he's like, I'm going to take care of you. They're in the basement. Kevin and Angie. She leaned forward and opened her mouth and kissed him once more, deeper than ever, so deep she felt she was inside him, a part of him, and that he was a part of her. Their two hearts beat inside each other in ecstasy. She wanted them to be that close. It was more than a physical craving. It was spiritual as well. On, on, on. Okay. I love you, Kevin, she whispered. I will always love you, forever and ever. She snapped his head around as hard as she could. She heard the bones in his neck crack. Not like at a chiropractic office, though. Oh no, much louder cracks. Kevin slumped in her arms. He was no longer breathing hard. Not at all, really. He was just asleep, she thought. She brushed his hair from his face. 
he could sleep as long as he liked. She kissed his cheek. Love you, she said. She opened her mouth and closed her eyes. She started. Her mind left her. It was a good thing. And then she's super monster from the rest of that. Crazy. So she good. snaps and then basically this rather part, than eat him alive though, she, she mercy kills him. Kills him. And but then, she can't control the fact that she has turned into this monster. Yeah. It's also interesting because there was that whole thing about like, oh, she, she'd never realized how truly beautiful Kevin was before. Yeah. But she's like looking at, she sees him as like life kind of too. Because like, yeah, she definitely is like, he smells really fucking tasty. <laughs> So, I mean, it's kind of like, it's, yeah, it's really interesting. And that he's got like this like beautiful, like chat, like youthful face. Mm-hmm. Um, So that part was like really interesting. Totally. Yeah. And that's, oh, and the way that that all plays out is because Jim secretly invited Kevin over. But when Angela tried to put a stop to it, they knocked them both out and then just locked them in a basement. Yeah. Knowing that Angela was going to eat she, that, Kevin, that she knew. wouldn't be able to help herself. And, I mean, to his credit, the actual eating of Kevin occurs off page. But, I mean, we see the aftermath where she's... getting all the images. Yeah, she's covered in bits of flesh, and there's blood everywhere. Whoa. Yeah, that's her friend. She ate her friend. So she's turned. This is a good... This is a a good good pike entry. This is awesome. Mm -hmm. This is why we started this podcast. It really is. I was just waiting for this. I... I'm so fucking happy right now. This, like, this is the shit. Because then, I and I fucking love this end part, too, where... It's fucking great. We, like... So, basically, she lures Jim into her bedroom and, like, is like, mm, this guy... Or he's like, what are you wearing? Because she puts on this amulet that um, Shiny Feather had given her, mm-hmm. the Native American that helped her. And it's basically supposed to protect her. And it does kind of wake her up to, like, remember herself again yeah a little and she's like she is fully angela again for a second yeah no for the remainder of killing them yeah 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 yeah. okay yes and she's like um he's like where'd you get that and she's like uh this guy gave it to me and he's like where and she's like in the closet so he goes in there and she like locks him in there and has a lighter and just sets it off sets it off so she I love, but then she, and she makes sure that the lake is tainted with the oil. Mm -hmm. So we get this whole epilogue of her making sure that this can never happen again. But then we find out that she just is this creature now in Mm -hmm. the woods eating deer. Yeah. Because read that last part. That last part is so good. Like the last paragraph. Her part. Yeah. Okay. So great. So basically, we learn like, about the aftermath of the explosions and the oil wells through the eyes of um, Officer Nguyen, who's mm-hmm. like walking. He now has the dog, Plastic. And he's like walking the dog. Which the I dog was so thankful for because God. I was so worried about that dog. Oh, my God. I mean, she's as just kind of shaken as she, up. As soon as she's like, get out of here, Plastic. Sorry, I tried to eat you earlier. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, thank God. Yeah. Um. Okay. So Nguyen is like walking around with the dog and he's like, he's like, let's go look in the woods. And he's, they see like a mauled deer and they're and it looks like it's been just torn apart and eaten up um and he's like oh i feel weird i feel like something's watching me let's get out of here so he and plastic leave oh and he's been talking to himself a lot about how they never found angela's body right um 
Pioneer. <laughs> Try again, Kelly. Nope, you fucked uh, it. Can I take it again from the top, please? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. a nearby tree, red eyes watched the man and the animal depart. The mind behind the eyes was tempted. For a moment, it considered attacking, swooping down from its branch and taking what it wished. But it hesitated. It had just eaten. It was not overly hungry. And there was something about the man, about people in general. The creature didn't know if it wanted to feed in that way. The creature raised a purple talon to touch the figure at the end of the gold chain that hung around its wrinkled neck, then resettled its leathery wings on the thick branch where it sat. It did not understand why it always did this when it spotted human beings. It had no memory of where the amulet had come from. It had no memory at all. Not even of the fifth planet of the not even of the fifth planet from the sun that had supposedly given birth to it. It had broken the link to that place at the beginning. The creature simply existed and fed when time passed. But as it touched the amulet with its sharp claws, it came to a clear decision not to attack the man. There was something wrong about killing humans. The creature jingled the amulet, and as it did, a faint wave of sorrow touched its mind. It could remember that much. People were not for eating. The end. That is really good. And it's scary and cool. And like she was... It's like two teenage girls fighting monsters. One of them turns into a monster, still is able to go through with killing her kind, and then just is fully a monster by the end of it, but did enough that she doesn't kill. It's so, so cool. And at this point, the only thing the amulet does is like remind her of sorrow and Mm -hmm. it's like the last unicorn. Because now she can feel regret. Yes, she's the only Katu that knows regret. Yeah. Oh my God. That came back. When I was a woman, Woman. (laughs) everything has changed. Do you know Brenna Campbell? Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, I doubted that that's her last name. Um, her father is in the band America, which did all the new music oh, for yeah. The Last Unicorn. Awesome. And she got us tickets to go see them when they were in town uh, a while back. And I was so hoping they would record things, but they didn't. They didn't? No. That's a good song. That ma- song makes me really sad. That song is like sorrow itself. Yeah. That song is a Katu amulet. Mm-hmm. So it's like the uh, mirror opposite. Like, <laughs> yeah. Katu are out of the world again. No sorrow can live on as long as that joy exists. (laughs) (laughs) And I thank you for that too. I love the way she says unicorns. (laughs) Ugh. Um, I fucking loved this book. I loved it. Awesome. I'm so happy. Um, thank God. Yeah. And I do think that we have. It's just like smooth sailing. This is like. He is jamming right now. Mm-hmm. He's now, having a blast. Now he knows who he is, what he likes to write about. Yeah. Yeah. I think. I mean, we'll, time will tell. Maybe I don't remember the other books as well. But I'm sure I, there's like one or I two think maybe. I really but like the rest of the book. I do. Mm-hmm. I was really depressed about last week's, but here we are. Yep. This is great. I'm yeah. happy. Um, jamming. We jamming. We jamming. Um, we hope you like jamming too. I was trying to think of the next line. I couldn't. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Because it it's just like, jamming too. We jamming. 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 Yeah. I don't da, know. Da, 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 da. Anyway. Listen, we're not reggae experts. We're, go to the reggae podcast to for that. Reggae Marley pod. heads. 
Um, cool. <laughs> Marley and me. <laughs> they they named it a really confusing yeah, name. They, it was it's very not the confusing. movie, but they there's, start, and there's another podcast about the book and movie Marley the dog and Me book and movie. Yeah, and that's Marley and Me. But then there's also a podcast just about the book, which is also Marley and Me. And then there's a podcast just about the movie, also Marley and Marley Me. And me. So you have to do your research before. Just read the description, you guys. Yeah, just, you don't know, complain about that. Like, it's all easy. of them. Yeah. Broaden your horizons. Yeah. Open up. Let it in. <laughs> Try something new. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. Uh, do we have anything else that we want to say about this book? No. I Other than that's that we it. loved it. Rate yeah, reviews. Loved it. Loved it. Poor grandpa, but Poor he was grandpa. never alive. Poor so. ladies man grandpa. Oh, that was really sad. She went to buy the shotgun shells and the guy was like, oh, my sister still talks about your grandpa. Yeah. And his sister's like 30. Yeah. <laughs> she loved him. <laughs> Yeah, that's great. Had a real fun time. You tell him I say hi. He's dead. Yeah, she's like, I will. He's dead. R.I.P. Grandpa. Yeah, that's about it. Um, thanks for joining us for another book. Yeah, follow us on Twitter mm-hmm. at Teen Creep Pod. Um, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Kelly Nuji, and I am at Lindsay Katai. Um, send us an email, teencreepspod at gmail dot com. Right on our Facebook timeline. Timeline. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, uh, subscribe, rate, and review. We've got some cool stuff a-brewing. Yeah. And we uh, did get a tweet recently from somebody who suggested we delve into Arlstein's Fear Street, which we will be doing. He, in particular, suggested The Babysitter. So yeah. We'll be, we'll be tackling that in a few weeks. But uh, before then, we have a guest for next week. Mm-hmm. Mr. Alex Fernie, and we will be reading the first of the Hardy Boys case files. I read the back of that book and I am jazzed. Yeah, he, from what he has said, I think this is going to be a real fun, real fun. Listen, fit. if you, if you're already jazzed from this zero to 60 action mm-hmm. in this book, next week just you're going to be, just buckle those Henry sequels. Higgins. Yeah. Henry Higgins. So yeah, just you wait. Um, Your tears will be too late. My Fair Lady? Anybody? Okay. Yeah, so if you want to uh, have read the book for next week's episode, uh, try to get your hands on the very first of the Hardy Boys Case Files book. Cool. Yeah. Catch you next week. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for riding hard and dirty. 